welcome to episode 33 of the fourth time around, or alternatively known as season two, episode three, for those of you keeping count. I, as always, am your host, Ross Everett Olsaver. On the left-hand side here, I do have Gregory Clyde Wolf II. Greg, how are you, my friend? Good, sir. Reporting for duty. Then uh, to the right side of the of the mic, I have uh, Michael Mayella. Mike, how you doing, buddy? Yes, I'm doing all right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got a new head. I'm using a new headset, so you'll have to let me know if if you can't hear me. I mean, you just brought me down. You're like a like a energy vampire. I do that. I suck the energy out of people. Yeah, like you just just in one statement, you just mm-hmm. wrote it for me. So no, All I'm right. doing I'm doing well. You know. Yeah. Yay! Episode three. <laughs> Which is an accomplishment. Season two, episode three. It is, and now we're recording fairly regularly on uh, on Saturday nights. Yeah, we'll soon have a, a season one available for purchase. Mm-hmm. I think we should do that. I think we should too. Yeah, we should. We should. Well, if there's one thing I've said going into this whole thing, it's I'm doing it for the money uh-huh. and the women, right. of course, too. But right. Mostly the money. Yeah, Mike, let's just, uh, if you had to choose, mm-hmm. sure. you know, because every day I think you have to make a choice like that. Right. If Mike, I mean, if you, those of you out there may not know that Mike Mela lives the life of a bitching rock star from Mars. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike, if you had to choose, yeah. right. um, would you choose the money or the women? Um, the money, no. Yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah. Because yeah. you think uh, that- women, money will not leave me. Yeah. For, you know, another man or something. But, but, yeah. The money was going to be there till I die, basically. Yeah. So you can lay atop it like a dragon on gold. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Big right, good. dragon. Well, let's go ahead and move on, I guess, to our first segment of the show here. We're going to do Wingman. As a situation that Greg and Mike present to me, and I have to choose whether I would rather have Greg or Mike with me during that particular instance. Um, so, Greg, you want to go ahead first, buddy? Yeah. Well, as you know, the director who directed Black Swan yes. was going to do Wolverine, the latest Wolverine movie. Yes, I heard but he pulled, but he he pulled out because he didn't want to be in Japan for a year. Oh yeah, he's going to be out of town for too long. I think it's not because of everything that's going on over there right now. But it's he just didn't want to do it. So no, he sounds like that type of director. I mean, so. right. So the the question is, who would you? Okay, so you would be the director of Wolverine, but who yeah. would be your uh, you know second director? Uh, oh, director. that's great. Yeah, good question. You know, I know a lot about comic books, but Mike is more into berserkerness. That is. Wolverine. Yeah, so you know more about comics, but Mike is actually more Wolverine-like. Yes. Yeah, I mean, okay. you, you're, and you right there, you've hit, you've hit, hit it right on the, the head because I think that um, I'm gonna go with Mike Mela. Okay. Because okay. I think That'll just having you. like a, a like a hairy short mm-hmm. guy walk around smoking a cheap cigar, you know, right, with long sideburns, like that's right. the thing. You know, that the people may not remember about Wolverine is, you know, he wasn't always the Hugh Jackman. You it's know? true. He, he was actually just, he was like a short kind of Looks stock. more like me, really. Yeah. yeah. He was just, you know, kind of angry, cynical guy. You know? Let's be fair, though. though. Let's be fair, though. I, I'm not too bad looking of a guy either, though. I mean, no, I'm I don't want to. Yeah. I didn't want, I'm not comparing. Hugh Jackman un- double, maybe? You could, <laughs> yeah, I'm you not could comparing be the- unfavorably to Hugh Jackman, Mike. You know? Oh, right. I just want yeah. you to know that, so. But um, I think most of our listeners are. So right. I'm trying to just be democratic about it. Yeah, so I'm going to choose Mike Mayo there because I think uh, his essence, I think, would bring – He's more the form of Wolverine. Exactly. I think that it would just bring an authenticity to the movie that um, 
that we need because the first one, uh, the X Men Origins Wolverine, was mm-hmm. just the most awful movie I've ever seen. <laughs> and you've seen some bad ones. I make it a point to, but this was, yeah, I don't, I right? I don't even remember it actually. <laughs> Self preservation has blocked it out. So. Good. All right, Michael, what do you got for me, buddy? So, Brad, right. you're up one. Are you down? Sorry, man. I'm down one. Yeah. Awesome. All right, this one's very timely. Um, God. Uh, <laughs> don't worry, it's very PC. And, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so um, you are putting together a team of um, men to to infiltrate the Libyan government. Yeah. And uh, um, or basically organize, uh, lead the rebels against Muammar Gaddafi. I see. You're the who do you AP. pick? Um, you need someone who has some spy qualities, but also someone who is passionate and can rouse the masses. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, who may know something about, um, you know, uh, Islamic culture. And mm-hmm. uh, Well, I mean, right there, you pretty much singled yourself out. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go with Greg Wolf. <laughs> Wait, um, because if there's one thing that I can count on for Greg, right. it's uh, let's say that I'm captured. You know, mm-hmm. and somehow tied to a chair, and there's uh, there's lots of cigarette smoke in the air, and then right. people are yelling at me. It's dark. We've practiced you know? this, yeah. Yeah, I know who's coming in through through the front door with a flashbang and an MP5. Right. You know, it's not going right. to be Michael Mello. Michael Mello is sitting back at the base, contemplating whether he should wear all Hiding. black. Yes, our like urban camo, <laughs> right? Our desert camo. camo. You, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Our, yeah, he tiger stripe maybe, but right. he wants to wear desert camo. He's Ukrainian. he's back there till and by the time that he figures all that out, mm-hmm. I'm I've been dead for months. You've been yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I also I, I also have a feeling I could incite hatred pretty easily. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So I have a feeling I could rouse the. But they would it, hate you, is the thing. You're you're the whitest guy. To, you abs- know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like you would really stand out, though. I think you see. Like I could look kind of you know Middle Eastern. I think if I grew my beard out more, right, my hair out, I could actually kind of pass maybe for one of, you know, somewhat a Libyan possibly. Hmm. Um, though I well, don't they, really have any of their language down, which could you be say a problem. North African. Then I mean. North African. Oh, is that what we said? Oh, yeah, that's not. <laughs> I mean, maybe. People of Africa. Yeah. And Thank like God I'm not taking you, I think, is the conclusion. <laughs> I would show up somewhere uh, in the Middle East yeah. in the wrong country. I have no idea. <laughs> word up. I have no idea where I am. Yeah. All right. Well, fair enough. So, 1 1, I think, uh, Greg. Yeah. You're tied up there. Greg, go ahead, buddy. Mm. Um, well,. Mine also has to do with Libya. Uh, uh, Like just this morning, I saw that the French Air Force had shot down a Libyan plane. Mm. Um, So you are a French colonel, Mm -hmm. and uh, you have to choose your literally your wingman Mm -hmm. flying over Libyan space. And uh, to my knowledge, the French Air Force has not been in any active service for I don't know. Let's say I don't know. I don't even know how long. So. You haven't been out there very long. None of us have. So who do you choose to be your your, your wing? And no, yeah, those are all those are all good questions. And I'm after I'm about to give a couple questions back to you real quick. Okay, and uh, that would be Mike. Have you ever flown a plane before? Um, hmm. Technically, no. <laughs> <laughs> Took a okay. while to think about it too. Uh huh. Yeah. But, uh, Greg, do you have any uh, any action there? Uh, well, I have uh, flown a couple of times in Flight Simulator on oh, the, okay. the computer. Right. Yeah, I like and I'll, that. I'll, and, I'll, and they actually train people on that, you know. Mm, okay. 
All right. Well, as far as I know, then I'm going to go with Greg Wolf. Nice. Uh, because I believe that with some simulator use and a lot of talking to ground control, Greg could probably get it done. <laughs> right. Um, I'm sure that the French uh, Air Force probably fought in, in at least the Six-Day War. Mm. So I don't know that for sure. But I'm pretty I'm pretty positive they probably shot some, shot some people down there. Um, okay. And uh, also, neither of you know French. Nor do I. So <laughs> we can't read the the, the instructions. Yeah, the that's going to be a problem. We worry about that later, though, because I think that if anybody could figure out French on the fly while piloting a plane, you know, it'd be Greg Wolf. Right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I just think that he's that type of guy. If he puts his mind to it, you know, he's going to get it done. No, you're right. I got I got to give you. Yeah, I got to give you that. I, I don't think. I have to say, I don't think I could have done it. I don't think I could do it. No, I mean, if we're talking about, um, you know, flying some biplanes, you know what I mean? Right. Then I'm going to go with Mike Mela uh, because just imagine him and that the goggles and the scarf That's is right. yeah. hilarious. Those man- magnificent men in their flying machines, huh? I mean, yeah. They, that's that's how Mike actually dresses most of the time. Like a, a gentleman's right. pilot, kind of like. Exactly. That's Mike often walks into a bar and he'll take off the, the hat and goggles. Right. right. You know, and he'll put with the scarf, and he'll put them on the on the you know, because it's just like he landed out back. Then he takes his gloves off. This is Mike Mela. We're just trying to describe the man to you. So and this is right. 2011. Yeah, this is the new Mike Mela. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Mela. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, so Greg, you're up two one, buddy. Mike, what do you got? Let's go ahead and let's go ahead and do two more. So we can. Is this the final one? No, this is one. You got you have one, and then Greg's got one. Okay. Um. All right. So here's what happens. Um. The U.S., there's some sort of um, catastrophe where, let's say, we have our own uh, nuclear meltdown. Uh-huh. Terrible. And let's say whatever catastrophe causes our nuclear power plants to explode. Mm-hmm. So there is radiation in the air mm-hmm. across much of the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, our technology has collapsed, meaning uh, we're kind of off the grid. Like, there's no electricity Power is out across the country. Um, we're being invaded at the same time by some rebel Canadians. Okay. <laughs> I imagine this might be in the year 2040 or something. Okay. So we're a little sure, older. We're like middle-aged by this point. Mm-hmm. Those of us. Uh, yeah, they're around. Right. Yes. Moving on to Mars. Um, they haven't immigrated to Mars. And you're... And <laughs> you're uh, uh, and, and, and I'm imagining this. Um, uh-huh. Other than all that other stuff you just imagined. Yeah. Okay. Um, those Canadians have made their way down to, let's say, Texas, where we are right now. Okay. Um, and you need one of us, Greg or myself, to help you make it down into the heart of Mexico. So is this sort of like Red Dawn, except there's is Canadians? Like Red kind? Dawn, except there's Canadians. And we're trying to leave the country, not save it. It is in the future, 2040, so we might have robots around, but they've all collapsed. They've okay. stopped. Okay. And you and it's dangerous now because of the rebel Canadians who have made their way down to Texas somehow. Because <laughs> okay. I think they needed something from down there. I don't know. Okay. And so you you need to get out of the country fast. Who do you call? Um. Well. Keep in mind, you're probably going to head south to Mexico. Yeah. Is is that? I mean, I think it would be unfair to to make Greg's skin go through <laughs> uh, right. the life that he would have to leave. Right. Uh, they'd have to lead down in Mexico. Well, this right. is assuming I even survive the nuclear winter. Don't worry about that, Greg. Um, you know, let's just assume that you do. I mean, Can radiation go through walls? Yes. yes. Oh. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Did you really ask that? 
Is that a, was that a serious question? It was a very serious question. That is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Very smart. Let's have just a moment of silence for that dumb question. For all the dumb well, people die because listen to his advice. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, this what if, actually. What if you were a ruler, Mike? What if you had to, and you just get on TV and it's like, don't worry, just just stay inside. Stay inside. Well, this is why I'm not. You know, yeah. I'm sure by the time I became president, someone would tell me, "Hey, radiation goes through walls." <laughs> FYI. <laughs> and I would say thank you. Good to know. <laughs> uh, that was good. Moving on. Uh, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Mike. It's simple because I think Mike could uh, Mike could Mike Mike's the type of guy that can blend in. Right. He can tan. Um, he he speaks eleven different languages. Right. Very hardy too. Very hardy. Yeah. If you, if um, well, and by then I hope to be part cyborg. This is what I'm talking about. This is what, this goes back to my whole theory about. I think we might reach a point where we're like we do reach the singularity, but I think something's going to happen that's going to cause all that shit to collapse. Sorry, it's going to cause all that stuff to collapse. I think we can use <laughs> shit. I think it's okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And when it does, that's where people like me come in, and we're like, you got to learn how to like rely on yourself and the the. <laughs> You're kind of like Mad Max, huh? Yeah, uh, yeah, kind of like yes, exactly. So, so the future for you looks a little bit like the first Mad Max or Beyond Thunderdome. Uh, I think the first Mad Max. Okay, more like that. Yeah. I think Tina Turner was in Beyond Thunderdome. Am I wrong? Yes, about she that? was. Uh, yeah. And yeah. I think she sang several times that movie too. <laughs> when you're Beyond Thunderdome, that's all you can do is sing. <laughs> right. Everybody knows that. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with Mike Mela. Um, he's an infiltrator. Like mm-hmm. I said, he's impossible to he's impossible to hunt down um, and find. The CIA has been looking for Mike Mela uh, since 2002. So I'm gonna go with mail. To no avail. No. Oh yeah. No doubt. I mean, they could probably just you know look in Irving, but <laughs> they don't. So. All right. So thank you. I guess. Uh, I guess you guys are tied. Uh, tied up. Greg, you want to finish it up, buddy? So we can. Yeah. Um, okay. So. Uh, you are a computer programmer, and you get sucked into the computer, mm-hmm. and uh, basically you're in John, mm-hmm. and so. There's an avatar in there, one of us, that can help you. Oh, cool question. And This uh, is probably going to happen, so thank you. Yeah, so which of our avatars, Mm -hmm. and therefore us, would you want in Tron with you, fighting alongside Olivia Wilde and Big Lebowski? Uh, Just just teaming up with the Big Lebowski in Tron would be, yeah, you you described the epic work there. Um, (laughs) I sense the next epic poem. Right. Aspiring Homer's. Um, I don't think going to survive the apocalypse. Yeah, that's the only thing that survives, like the oral history of right. the Avatar with the Big Lebowski. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, and I hate to do this because this means that this person wins. Uh, right. And mm. I don't want to give him the pleasure. But Mike Mail, I'm going to go with you. Oh, yes. Because yes. you would be hard to hit with those right. with those discs. <laughs> so your Avatar would be small. In the, it could be huge, but it's still small. No, I think it has to be, yeah. I mean, it has to be uh, as close to a representation of self as, as Mike can project. So <laughs> yeah. it'd probably mm-hmm. be four, 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 five. Something right around there, yeah. Yeah, and... Um, Very small. And, and, and hairy, so he would blend into kind of the badly uh, 3D backgrounds, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, of course. I mean, because it's dark. You know what I mean? And he's dark. He's sort of um let's just get this out of the way. The famous footage of the the Bigfoot, as they like to right. call him. That was mm-hmm. just uh startling Mike at a campsite. He was just <laughs> going for a walk and was, you know, everybody freaked out about it, but it's it's just Mikey. So right. um he had lifts in those days. He wore he wore shoes with lifts. Yeah, I was working out back then. I was it was cute. a different time. Yeah. Different time. Uh, yeah. we're all older now. So So that's it. Mikey you win. Thank you for playing Wingman. And uh, we're gonna go ahead and move on to a second segment that is uh current events. 
Greg Wolf. Those of you playing the Home of Dice game will recognize current events as Greg and the fourth time around crew talking about something that has been happening in the news lately. Greg. I guess the, the news came out, I don't know, a couple days ago that, that archaeologists think they've found the lost city of Atlantis. And uh, Atlantis, of course, was the mythical city that, that Plato described in the Republic. Mm-hmm. And it was supposed to be this wonderful, highly enlightened city that was destroyed in some kind of cataclysm. Mm-hmm. So they think they found it uh, using uh, satellite images and then, of course, Plato's description. And it, uh, they think it's in Spain, actually, mm-hmm. on the uh, west coast of Spain in a, in a Spanish – it's actually right now it's a, it's a marshlands – a national park in Spain, and so this German scientist was looking at satellite views of this park one day, and he saw the concentric circles, mm-hmm. and he saw this one rectangular area in the middle of it, and that matches up pretty well with Plato's description. Mm. And so there was a big, there was a TV show that I saw a couple days ago about it. I think they found it because there are other cities around Spain that they think were the survivors of Atlantis made cities in honor of Atlantis, and there's a symbol that runs right. throughout. Hmm. That can be traced back to the Egyptians, which is Swan who told Plato. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, they they've and they found a little artifact, a little uh, feminine little statue that can be carbon dated to about that time. And hmm. then, uh, so yeah, so pretty short story, really. So it's pretty cool. I mean, they've been looking for this. You know, they found my my CNA and they found Troy, and now they're they think they found Atlantis. So they can't dig down yet because there's a water table right there. But um, so hopefully in the next That's couple weird. years they'll get enough money and, and, and dig down there. And I would like to say this, though. It's it just <laughs> I would think it'd be kind of offensive. Most of the archaeologists were from America on the show. And you just have to wonder, like, what are the locals thinking? Where we it's like we go everywhere and find these great things that should rightfully belong to that country. But I'm sure we'll take yeah. half of it. And stick it in New York or, or or Chicago. Well, they probably don't know. You can't no, no you can't do that nowadays. I mean, no, no, I'm sure I'm there's. Sure I'm would, sure there's some kind of local uh, protection for for finding artifacts. Yeah, I'm sure it's their country. You can't take it out of the country. Francis Borchardt, you would know. Francis would know. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Maybe go he ahead. might even write an email about this. Yeah, go ahead and email one of us, rlsaveredable.com or mikemail at gmail.com, and and let us know yeah. what, what exactly the protection rights are. If, for instance, Greg decides to go dig up Agamemnon. Right. right. Here's the other thing that I thought though. Um, so uh, when I saw the pictures, I, I saw some of the pictures. I was watching this on TV, too, about finding Atlantis. And uh, so uh, uh, apparently they think Atlantis was made up of these ringed, like, circles of land. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I, like, so you had, like, these moats or whatever in a circle. Does this make sense? You know, so anyways, circular no, islands. Keep talking. It's good. Yeah. And uh, so when I saw that, the first thing I thought was, hey, that looks like it could be aliens like from outer space. Mm. Um, not, like, like crop like circle kind of aliens? Yeah, because like, yeah, cause it looks – doesn't you think it looks really similar to how they think Atlantis was shaped with the land and the water mm-hmm. in the circular <laughs> – these circular formations of land? It's really weird. I've never seen anything else like it on Earth, which is another reason why it could be alien, I think. I mean I don't even know how to describe it. That's how <laughs> – so let me, get this, let me get this straight. Yeah, things, yeah, yeah. things that come in, in concentric circles. Could be alien. <laughs> <laughs> and I think because if you look at those crop – like if you look at crop formations, they're in the right. similar circle pattern. Yeah. It just seems really weird. What other city is in that pattern? 
And it, this is an ancient city that mysteriously disappeared. Right. No, that's all I'm saying. Is the Klingons took it out. Um, yeah, no, I think, I mean, it's uh, just interesting. I think it's inside circles have existed since man could draw on the face of a person. Yeah. Right, but I've never seen a city that looked like that. And they never commented it on the show, but that's a little odd, I think. Well, a lot of times it had to do with just with the, the physical land. They couldn't just yeah. bulldoze <laughs> other circles. You know, they, I think it was kind of like that. The Atlanteans found it and then built on top of it. I don't think it was really, I don't think they really formed the land to form a circle. It just happened to be that way. Right. At this point, well, we should probably just, mention that Mike did most of his doctorate work um, in archaeology at the University of Vienna. Yeah, that's right. So, right, Pennsylvania. So I do right. have so. University of Vienna at Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Probably right. There's a lot of crop circles up there too. There are quite a few. Yeah. Right. So, thanks for sharing your expert testimony. He'll be on Fox News later. Yep. Um, objective and fair has always been Mike's uh, Mike's, <laughs> Mike's motto. Yep. Fair and balanced. Yeah. That's pretty. I mean, that's pretty amazing, though. You have to admit, if that is if that is indeed um, the, the city that was in front of the pillars of Hercules at one point. Well, that's the whole thing too, because using these ancient texts that actually describe. I think they, Plato is the only sort, like ancient source for us. Yeah, he's the only one. Yeah, and, it, exactly. and the thing about Schliemann finding Troy. That would be Heinrich Schliemann. Right. Famous. He basically used the he used the uh, Iliad, and I think that finding is disputed, though. Really? Oh, really? I, I don't know that, but th- I seem to recall something along those lines. I'm sure someone will write in now because we probably pissed sure. off every UD person that ever listened to this. Right. So. Well, they just they just mentioned Sleeman in the in the show we were talking about how he found Troy using oh using Homer. I mean, I know. Yeah, I know that's where they think. I just didn't. I, I didn't know that that was that, that the whole community agreed because I thought Schleman's history was somewhat. Um, oh, he was crazy. Yeah, he was crazy. Uh, more interested in maybe the the sensationalism of it. Well, he found Mycenae too, didn't he? Well, he says that that's Agamemnon's uh, palace, but that's think, what he says. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's not in any way verifiable. So, hmm. probably not. No, because we don't know if he lived, right? Uh, no, I think we do have some kind of idea that he was actual king, but I don't mm-hmm. know that that we found any kind of you know any kind of justification for that calling him that palace. That's Maybe. what I seem to recall. Now I'm a cynic. So that could just be my cynicism kicking in. Please write us, Francis. Set us all straight. Yes, please. Because um, obviously we're dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, but Atlantis, there it is. What else? I mean, uh, maybe 2012 is the end of the world. We're finding all this stuff. Maybe, who knows? Gotta you know, watch fun out. Of that I know. Movie, and now it's I think fun. the movie, if any argument it works, the movie might cause end of civilization. Uh, there's no doubt of that. I think. It was so I bad. I that movie. Oh, God. It's so horrible. If Nicolas Cage was in it, it would have been probably the defining moment where we say, now the world is ending. For Epoch. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sort of like, now we have seen the beginning and the end. That's the end sign. Yeah, the (laughs) sign of the beast. All right, and we have one more segment for you. We have uh, I'm Walking here, y'all. Just Mike's Texas adventures now that he's back from Brooklyn. Right. So what do you got, Mike? What's going on? Mike just basically talks to us. He's, he had a little adventure maybe somewhere. He's walking somewhere. Maybe not. He's in Texas now, so he's probably driving somewhere. But, uh, <laughs> Usually driving. What do you got there, Mike? How you doing? Yeah, good. Um, so as some of you may or may not know, um, I sometimes occasionally review shows around Dallas. Review theater shows, yeah. As in theater, yeah, as in like live. At this point, theater. we should probably point out that Mike Mayola is an actual writer, reviewer Person. for theater yeah, shows in Dallas. 
Uh, it's not legit. a joke. The whole Vienna thing, he only got through two years. <laughs> we just, but this part is real. This part is pretty real, yeah. yeah. Um, so I occasionally go to shows, you know, around here. And uh, I recently went to one in Dallas. Uh, doesn't matter what it was or the theater. Um, it was a really <laughs> crappy show anyways. So um, and I went by myself, which is a little depressing in itself. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I get to the lobby, and um, this theater had actually hired a really classy, classy guy, um, a singer, mm-hmm. to sing, like, Frank Sinatra songs. And he was, like, dressed up in a little tux. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a little fake cigarette. He wasn't even really smoking. It was just, like, a whole little performance he was doing. I like how you as... wouldn't name the theater, but you sold them out by describing what they did. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, most people probably haven't heard of it. It's not – I mean, it's – inconsequential pretty much sure ah look at that ego on him this guy is singing (laughs) so he's singing um sinatra songs which i thought this is a little odd i've never seen this before Uh, (laughs) i just don't go out that often and but what was so strange that you know it's not like people are really dressed up they're just kind of walking around and no one was really listening to him i felt really bad so i kind of sat down in one of the chairs in the lobby while i waited to go in and uh, he's singing his heart out. He's got like his little speaker set up, and he's he's playing like the music, like karaoke basically. It's karaoke. <laughs> he's playing his little stereo, and singing. I mean, it's real classy. I mean, he sounded his voice was amazing too, by the way. So I didn't mind sitting down and listening to him. But then it was this weird thing where there was only like one other person sat and then got up. <laughs> so I'm basically after a couple of minutes, I'm I'm the only one sitting there listening to him. Yeah. Um, and it was this weird thing where like he would be looking at me cause I'm his only audience. Yeah. And I mean, I loved the guy. I thought he sounded great. I went up and, you know, leave. And it was this kind of like, I felt I didn't want to hurt his feelings, you know, cause I'm the only one there. <laughs> and I figured, man, he came all the way here. They're paying him to sing. He's yeah. obviously really good at it. You know, I don't just want to ignore the guy. Take, you know, take his one, his audience away. So I sat through it. You know, I listened to him sing a few more songs till like I almost missed getting into my show because I didn't want to hurt the guy's feelings. And, and, and it gets kind of creepy at some point because he's, you know, he's looking at me and singing, you know, uh, dancing cheek to cheek and he's looking at me. Yeah. And, um, and I'm thinking, you know, is he wanting to dance cheek to cheek with me or something? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so anyways, I, I left him eventually because I had to go to my show. I didn't tip him, of course, because I had no money on me. <laughs> But then I go into which is probably why he was singing just to you, so you might get a tip. By the yeah, way, he probably was waiting for me to give him something. Yeah, probably was good job, buddy. You'll be waiting. On him. <laughs> uh, anyway, so then I went into the theater. Here's, guess now here's what happens here. Um, so I'm sitting there uh, <laughs> waiting for the show to start, yeah. and um, turns out this old man, really old man, um, comes and sits down to my to my left mm-hmm. next to me. And the weird part is I had been at that same theater the week before, and I swear it was the same old guy was sitting right next to me. And it's this weird thing where, like, the seats were reserved. Like, the last time I went, both of the seats were reserved under my name. And for some reason, this guy took the seat, and then somehow he got the seat right next to me again. That's weird. For this show. So that kind of weirded me out. I thought, does he know me, or is he, he like... for the theater? Does he work for the theater? Yeah. Is he following me? Is he one of my fans? Has he been to a podcast? Maybe? No, it's fan. Yeah. It's is he one of my fans. So, yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's kind of weird. Whatever. I don't think much of it. I just think that's a really weird coincidence. Um, oh, okay. So here's the other thing that happens. These are all just random. This is not really a, a big story emerging out of this. But No, but it's good. Um, it's good. Thank you. 
and and oh. sad. Yeah. Oh no, doubt that. Yeah. Oh, so here's the other thing. So this older lady was sitting behind me. Mm. Okay. She's chatting to her husband. I don't know how the husband put up with it. It was just the most <laughs> asinine comments. The lady was like gossiping about someone. Yeah. Uh, just going on and on. I was like, lady, just shut your mouth. Um, but I couldn't like turn around to do that. I turned around at one point just to get a look so I could so I could have a picture in my mind of who this woman was. Yeah. This was. Okay, here's the thing. At some point I take out my cell phone mm-hmm. and um actually just to shut it off before yeah. the show starts. And after I take it out, she makes a comment about people who use cell phones now. <laughs> So she's talking to you. Basically. She was. Referring, I think right. she must have been talking about me. Of course, about she was. how she made a comment about how like guys in particular, young guys use. She, I, I swear to God, she said she was talking specifically about young men. Yeah, she's talking about you using cell phones all the time. Yeah, and I was like, lady, I'm just checking the time. I wasn't not texting someone. I don't have a call. Nobody's calling me. Nobody yeah. texts me. I'm here by the theater by my, you know, by myself. For crying out loud, yeah. like I'm not. This is not a. So you almost exploded and just told me. I almost exploded on that lady. I swear to God, I almost turned to her. I I was so close, Ross. Something inside my head, something (laughs) stopped me from turning around. Thank God. Shut the up. You know what I mean? Probably your conscience. Probably. Probably, I don't know what it was, but I was so close to just turning around and staring at that lady. Staring at the man, actually being like, shut her up. Shut Because <laughs> really, in all fairness, it's his responsibility when you're in public, I think. We all know this. We don't say it publicly, but we know this. Oh, my God. At this point, we'd like to say that the, we'd like to say the statements of Mike Mela do in no way reflect uh, the statements of the fourth time around group as a whole. Right. Our limited liability corporation connected with the fourth time around. <laughs> Nor Greg or Ross's personal views uh, towards <laughs> women or relationship. This is purely the view. <laughs> this could oh, be why. Man. I don't know. This I wonder be- why you ended up at the theater alone, Mike. That's a <laughs> weird part. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so get this. Finally, as halfway through the show, which was really great and funny, everyone's laughing, and yeah. it's a really small, you know, like it's a really small space. Yeah. The old guy next to me falls asleep. Oh man, he's sleeping, and it's not like it's like sleeping. It's like snore, a little snoring going on with it. Yeah, and it's this weird thing where like I feel like I'm the only one sitting next to him. I feel like is it my responsibility to? To, to, to like poke him of course is in republic yes it is your responsibility everybody knows this we just don't say it i almost felt like i'm his son and i should like nudge him it was almost that same thing where like i was about to turn around and look at the lady to shut yeah. her up yeah something in me like i was about to like nudge the guy because it was so embarrassing yeah because i'm sitting next to him like people might think he's with me he's a friend he's my father or something yeah anyways what is wrong with people going to shows and then you know i, I think the real question is what is wrong with you <laughs> well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> actually woke up. Uh, uh, I'm glad. I. It's amazing that uh, that you go outside at all with so much uh, misanthropy there. I don't go out very often. Yeah, it's really. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know why. It's weird. This is what happens? Yeah. yeah. Strange. Well, good. So that that was uh that was your adventure that, then at the theater. That so. literally is it. Yeah, it was a good show though. So it was a good night. Well, good. I'm glad glad you got out there. <laughs> well, excellent. Thank you for listening to uh, the third episode of uh, Season 2, also known as Episode 33 of the first time around. I, as always, am your host, Ross Olsaver. You can always contact one of us at rolsaver.aol.com or mikemaila at gmail.com. From the left side, uh, Mike Maila, how are you doing? Doing great. Thanks for doing the show, buddy, as usual. Of course. Gregor Clyde Wolf II. 
Yes, sir. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Yep. You don't care. Nobody cares. <laughs> I do. I was last Saturday. I was literally sitting in my room in the dark, <laughs> listening to the music. <laughs> and Rich, uh, our producer slash other roommate, was so felt so sorry for me that he went. <laughs> he canceled his plans and went to the. I was also reviewing a show that weekend. Yeah. And he felt so sorry for me sitting in the room by myself that he decided to go to the show with me. So I wouldn't have to go by myself because <laughs> I literally could not find anyone to go. And <laughs> <laughs> the Chris Sandberg, I asked several people, and nobody was available. Oh, and I'm sorry. Oh, like, so I was literally in the room in the dark. I was like, "This is awesome." <laughs>